Hello, welcome to First Time Parents. G'day. I'm Heidi. I'm Griffo. And we are sharing our relationship pretty much with you every single week. We're exposing all our flaws. <laughs> Many of them that they are. And our different parenting styles in this season two of First Time Parents. Uh, so we've been coming at you for three years now with our little boy, Memphis, and today is going to be interesting because you're about to interview me. Yeah, apparently so. I should have done some research. We should have actually read the book for starters. Well, you have been doing research. You've been with me for 10 years, nearly 10 years. This is true. So what are you interviewing me about? I don't know. This book, apparently, Drunk on Confidence. <laughs> yeah? Oh, is this when I start? Yeah, you're supposed to take over. You're the, you are the Oprah of the, I was going to say the airways. I am the Oprah of the Winfrey. Of the podcast. Okay. Well... I'll have to do this on the fly, but good thing you know how to talk so I can think of the next question. <laughs> when in your life did you think, fuck it, I'm going to write a book? I think maybe seven years ago. So I'd started writing when I was working in radio at the time. I started writing um, I started writing columns and I was writing a lot about mental health and our relationship, um, self-love, body image, and the blogs and columns for like news.com, Mamma Mia Today, um, and Perth Now here in Perth, they were, they were going well because they were so relatable. And I think I saw that there were so many people sliding into my DM saying, oh my God, how have you, you know, worked through your anxiety? How have you started to like yourself? How have you started to love yourself? And I think I just had this moment of like, well, I wouldn't have to write back to so many messages. I could literally just send people my book when they message me asking me what I what I've been doing. And so, yeah, it was I reckon about 7 years ago and I just didn't I, I said to you, I'm going to write a book. Yeah, I can't remember exactly the moment as to when you started, but I know it's been a long time in the making. Like yeah. you said 7 years and I've been there through the journey of highs and lows of the book making and the rushed moments I remember quite vividly telling you just to let it fucking do its thing. And well, I so- think rightly so and it's worked out for the good because I don't think it's ever going to be perfect and you're always going to look back and could have tweaked this and that but I think if you had pushed it at that time probably three, four years ago, about half the time ago, mm. um, you would have probably had a lot more regrets or, ah, oh, fuck. I've done that wrong or should have done this differently. Oh, well, if I push, so I think it was, I was trying to push a kid out Memphis and I was like, I've got to release this book. I just had this, I think it was because I'd hung up my headphones from radio and I was like, it was kind of like, I've got to prove to people that I'm doing something else and, you know, oh, not a, a baby wasn't enough or, you know, and so I had this urge to get it out. And I think had I have pushed it then and got a publishing deal then, the book, that's the last quarter of the book, you know, is the last three years of like becoming a mom. Like that's where I had my, you know, breakthrough moment with my body. It's when I, you know, discovered a new me with like the shedding an old identity, like that radio identity and stuff. So, but it would be interesting, you know, from your perspective, like being with someone who wrote a book, what has it been like for you? I haven't been involved with it at all in regards to helping along the way, nor really read any chapters. I think you might have read maybe a page or two throughout the whole seven years. I just Wait, kept... what do you mean you haven't read any chapters? You've read the book. 
Well, I skim read it. No, but throughout the process of oh, building it. Yeah, I didn't give you like. Well, I never asked either. So mm. it was kind of, I was just like, I'll just let you do a thing. And I kind of didn't want to. No, I think I was just like, I'll wait till the final product. And um, yeah, it was just something that I knew that was happening in the background. It never took high priority. There were some weekends or a night or two over the duration that you took off and just go, I just need to go riding, you know. <laughs> I haven't got rider's block, so I've got to keep riding. So I, th- I did have rider's block for ages. Remember I sat <clears> on the book for a year because I felt rejected and I didn't know for what I wanted to put out into the world. And But you're not being, well, you are an author <coughs> now, but not an author for career and that's what you mm. do week in, week out. Um, it did just tinker along in the background is how I felt, so... Yeah. Anyway, enough of you asking me questions. I'm the uh, interviewer. Oh, sorry, Oprah. That's right. I drive this ship. Drive? Um, Yeah, I ship ship this ship. (laughs) Um, What was my next question? I've got a couple uh, ones in there that I'll bring out later. Um, What is your favourite chapter? Mm, That's a hard one. There's a few. I think... My favourite chapter is probably the saddest chapter and it's where I talk about becoming... It's where I talk about, you know, understanding like self-loathing Sally and and how she kind of showed up and self-loathing Sally is, you know, the voice in my head that always appeared around boys and it's like that chapter where you meet self-loathing Sally because you know I talk about all the different inner critics in your head and I've given them all names and stuff like that and I actually talk about how I had my first kiss and then that was with me obviously (laughs) um no and then you know when I really liked this boy in London and then the message that he sent to his friend about me being the fat one my first kiss saying I was the fat one and then I think my first boyfriend, like my first serious boyfriend, Patty, I think that's my favorite chapter because it's so vulnerable and half those stories I've never shared publicly before. And I think it's my favorite chapter because it's so raw, it's so honest. And whenever I reflect on it, I feel really sad for that girl. And I have to remember that that was me. But yeah, I think that would probably be my favorite chapter. I must agree with you on that um, part where you said you felt sorry for you. And I think for me, reading the book um, was definitely a lot of it I knew and or lived and experienced with you along the way. But I did feel a lot of the time quite sad because of the way you spoke about yourself. There was definitely some nice moments in the book, but a lot of it was negative And that was just the way that you sort of perceived yourself, mm. you know, which was quite sad to... Yes, I lived with you along that journey or a big part of it. And obviously that was hard at times, but reading it sort of, I guess, brought up old wounds of the hard times that you had gone through, we had gone through together. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but at the same time, it's a good reflection of to where you were to where you are now. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, what, what's your hardest chapter? But also, I'm going to quiz you whilst I'm at it. Okay. So you said uh, self-loathing Sally. Mm-hmm. What does that come under? I want to know how well you know your book. <laughs> what does it come under? Yep, so you've got a couple of titles here and then the chapters. Oh, so Self-Loathing Sally, I didn't actually number the chapters, but it comes under part one or part two. 
Part two. <laughs> Conquering self-loathing with self-love. self-love. And it's the first, call it, chapter within that chapter. That was a really good hard-hitting question. Like, thank you for your time on that one. That one would have taken you a lot to think of. I was, I was coming out with all Do you know thoughts. what? I had to read it 50,000 times, this book, and then I had to read it for the audio book, which is out on January 4th. And for those who are wanting to know, the book is actually available now in bookstores and you can buy it online as well. So... Get around just around. Oh, and if you're overseas, because we've got overseas listeners, you can buy it on Book Depository. But I'll chuck all the details in the show notes. So your hardest... Hard-hitting hard, hard questions? you got hard-hitting yeah, questions? Yeah, so or? like I did say, yeah, your hardest hardest chapter or the saddest chapter. Mm, no, I re- do you know what? The hardest thing to write was the about author because <laughs> that's at the end. Oh. I wrote a whole book and then... I was talking about this today on another podcast with a friend. That was the hardest thing to write because you've got to kind of sum yourself up and get people to like, you know, you want to get them to check out your website. You want to get them to know and understand like you, but you've only got a certain amount of words. And I actually paid someone to write my about author. Which I think that's probably not a bad idea because... It's like they're going to sell you, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. But also you, you hope the person does know you. She didn't. I'd only just met her and she's great. Like, she's an epic copywriter. Oh, like must, must know how to spin some shit then. <laughs> and she was so good. But the other chapter that I found hard, I think, was the first chapter. So when you read the introduction, we went back and forth with different chapters. And I think so many people don't understand the writing process. Like, you just get the book, or any book, and you're like, oh, wow, like, you know, and I think the hardest thing is like those last few moments before you send the book off to actually be printed because you're going back and forth. Like we were moving chapters around. Like I changed the name of the book. Like I, you know, um, the first chapter, because that's where you want to, I guess, hook people into your story, but you also don't want to say too much because you're going to say more in the chapters and you want to kind of set the scene. And so I actually, yeah, played around with that. And then also the final chapter as well, like talks about becoming unapologetic and, you know, you want to wrap it up because you know that that's the end but then for me, I'm such a person that's like, oh, I've got so much more to say. So, yeah. It's sad, but also it's, it's a nice thing to wrap it up and go, holy, holy shit, that book's complete. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the book? That can be another podcast. No, I, I would can... genuinely like to know. Well, maybe you can interview me. Well, I am. I'm just turned the tables. Um, Oprah. What was the main driver for writing a book? Was it because your brother writes books and he wanted to get on the same <laughs> level as he? That's such hard-hitting questions. Oh. I feel like um, I might know the answer to this. You're, you're balking, aren't you? <laughs> no, my brother actually has two books and he is a historian, so he's written those books, but... I never have read those books because they're too hard to understand. Um, Do you reckon he's read your book? Nah, because I haven't heard from him. He probably doesn't know how to read it. I wrote him in the acknowledgements and he didn't even write his – He didn't. Even, I didn't even get any kind of mention in his book. Could you imagine Heidi, <laughs> Heidi Anderson in like a war book or something uh, like that? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, so funny. Um, but, yeah, 
Did you feel pressure, sibling pressure, to be, like, on par with him? No. No? No. Okay. But it's cool that, like, you know, we've both written books and been published and we actually have the same publisher. It's a pretty proud achievement that your parents would see in both you and Nick. Yeah, but it's interesting that we both have the same publisher, but he didn't even introduce me to the publisher. <laughs> but you did say the publisher did turn... I did name drop him when I was having a meeting with them, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you've got to use what, you know, the people we know. Yeah. But um, at the time, the publisher did not so much memoirs or this style of book. They've got, like, they, they did a lot. They used to do a lot of war and history, and now they're moving over into the, um, yeah, like, they've got a lot of female authors and stuff on board. How would you do things differently looking back now? Um, not take seven years? <laughs> not take seven <laughs> years. Uh, I think I would, no, I wouldn't change anything. Oh, I probably wouldn't leave the four spelling mistakes in there that I've got in there. I think that's part of it. A book yeah. without spelling well, mistakes my, is no book. My whole thing is about not being perfect, right? And like, you know, the inner critics. So it was this all, it was all, you know, and for someone who failed English at school, like I literally failed English, to be able to publish a book and of course it was going to have spelling mistakes in it, even with a publisher, even with someone else editing it. It's like yes. they say that it's kind of it's, part of the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anything like to do with, um, yeah, your thoughts on it? I'd like to know. That's another podcast. This is my, I'm Oprah. Well, Oprah, you've gone for 13 minutes and I would say that I'm not sure if you've asked the most interesting questions. Well, that depends <laughs> for me. I can't even <laughs> laugh properly because I've got this terrible cough that I, I I've might break out. I've a couple of good ones, you know, but I'm just thinking of what other questions come to mind. What is the most standout chapter in there that should grab someone's stuff. They're a bit on the fence, um and ahhing, like I've heard of this Sheila, she's pretty loud and annoying, um, but there's something about her that I kind of like. Um, Excuse me. Just read this chapter and it'll hook you in. Okay, so... I know that's going to vary for different people, but if there was a chapter that would... I'm not going to read it out loud. You can also get... um, I'll pop it in show notes as well, but the very first chapter is on my podcast. I read out loud ahead of the audio book that's coming out. But I think the most relatable chapter, which most people, I think, when they read it, that does hook them in is Meet My Inner Mean Girls. Um... And when I read that at my actual, I read it out loud at my actual book launch party here in Perth, it was Meet My Other Mean Girl Inner Critics. It's on page 19. So if you go into a bookstore and you're, you know, you're not sold on the back cover, um, go to page 19 because I think that's the most relatable thing, like understanding all the voices in our head. And I've kind of put them as inner mean girls and, you know, they're all the gang members that get together. Like there's anxious Annie, there's comparison, Cassie, there's people pleasing Polly, um, there's self-loathing Sally. And there's one more that I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but like I give them all characters. Forgetful Freddie. <laughs> yeah. I always forget one of them. I always leave one of the gang members out. Oh, well. As long as they're not there all the time. <laughs> and they just come and go. Um, what else have we got? I do have one question that I was going to wrap up with, but I was just thinking if there's anything else. Well, please also, like, send me a message if you have any questions about the book as well. Like, genuinely, I love 
answering them. And I love feedback as well. So I'm a words of affirmation girl. So if you have read the book and you're loving it, send me a message because I love to read those messages. Figure up. At underscore Heidi Anderson. Um, what else have we got? Yeah, we'll do your uh, your questions for me on another podcast, I think. So you, you said you had a wrap-up question? You don't have one of those? No, no, I don't. Oh, saying, okay. Yeah. So I think it's probably for a lot of people would be wondering, when is the next book? <laughs> Such big, hard-hitting questions. It is. Well, I guess we've got to see oh, how... I'll wrap it up. That'll do. <laughs> ...how well this one goes. But I think if I was to release another book, it would definitely be on like what I've gone through in the last six months as a person and experienced as a person in, you know, um, just recently doing a walk of no shame in Melbourne and being trolled really badly 24 hours in the lead up, um, putting myself out there on the daily, even though people aren't going to like me or like what I say and how I work through that. And I think also telling other people's stories in a book, like there's so many people that I've worked with or walked with on the walk of no shame or, you know, and if you don't know what that is, um, it's walking through a shopping center in your bra and undies in a public place. Um, yeah, it's like telling their stories as well. So yeah, I guess if that's up to the publisher or a publisher who, you know, um, a, a different publisher, but I'll say that big sky, uh, when are we publishing book number two? There you go. Yeah. Well, honestly it is, it's been great to be a part of the journey, even though I wasn't in, tre- in the trenches with you in the writing side of things, but creating it, I guess, I was there majority of the way. Yeah. So that's been pretty cool to be a part of um, and now to see it in paper form or audio form. Yeah, audio form. Speaking of which. Out January 4th, audiobook. Who did that? Well, me. I recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do it on a chair like this? <laughs> no, it was on a drum. I sat on a drum kit chair. But anyway, that was in the recording studio because it was like, yeah. Anyway, we're on recliners right now. Just uh, chilling. Just chilling. Yeah. No, but honestly, massive achievement. Super proud of you. I know this book will help a lot of people. So I'm sure a lot of people that do read it will get a lot of information out of it, a lot of help, a lot of guidance, and hopefully change their lives for the good forever. So good on you, babe. Thanks, darling. I love you. Love you. (laughs) If you want to get the book, well, you can get it at all good bookstores. Um, If it's not in there, it's really actually epic for you to ask them to order it in and even if you don't go back there and you go pick it up from a big w or somewhere (laughs) because that's really good for the author um and if you're overseas you can get it from book depository and i'll chuck some links in but yeah all good bookstores online and if you're overseas book depository it's called drunk on confidence get around it love you thank you bye